Hi, beautiful listeners. I just wanted to let you know that this episode, while it is really funny and we had a hilarious time, lots of laughing, I do want to let you guys know that there is going to be a heavy, heavy trigger warning for pretty much all the books in this episode. We're talking about MC, Motorcycle Club Romances. So there's going to be SA, domestic violence, kidnapping, murder, torture, all of that. So if that's not your thing, we'll see you next week. And if it is your thing, keep listening. Hello and welcome to the AGA Book Club. I'm Summer O'Toole. I'm a romance author. With me is my best friend, Kelsey. Hello, everybody. And we have Haley Tyler, who is the author of the Salvatore Brotherhood MC series, which we're going to be talking about today, as well as Macy from MHM Money Reads. Honey. Yeah. Honey. Yes, I've honestly never said it out loud, so whatever. <laughs> From, I thought it was Mahoney for the list. Like the football player? I don't know, like who. Um, but anyway, okay, we have Macy, um, who's on BookTok and Instagram at MHM Honey Reads. That's me. I don't think I even let you guys say hi. I just kept talking. Whoa. You just kept rolling. Well, anywho. Well, we're going to be talking about MC romances, which is motorcycle clubs. We'll dive into that explanation a little bit later. But first, Kelsey, do you want to hit us with your weekly hot? Sure. So this week I am in education, as I mentioned to you guys periodically, and I was walking back to my classroom and there's a bunch of kids who I'm friends with, you know, like I'm not going to call them my favorites because I can't, but they're like in my top category of like, you're decent kids. So I like you. And they like me. So I was walking back to my classroom and they're hanging out outside and I see one of them like slap the other kid and, but they're friends. So it was fine. Like really just like two girls joking around who knows why they even slapped each other. It's not my problem is what I was thinking as I continued to walk by after saying hello, but obviously they run up to me and they're like, oh my gosh, like, miss, did you see that? Like, did you see how hard she slapped me? And my first response, and I'm so glad that I kept my mouth shut was Yes, however, I asked to be slapped harder than that last night. (laughs) And this is why I am so glad that I have a filter around children. Because literally all I could think of and all I was chuckling about for the rest of the day was the fact that I wanted to be slapped during sex. And I literally just was. And these kids are like joking around about something else entirely. But like I nearly just like spilled some secrets that really should not have been spilled oh it was a close call you guys oh my gosh they would have been like what are you even talking about they would have been very concerned I don't even let them swear like I make them rephrase negative language I make them rephrase swear words and then if all of a sudden I come out with things like that they would be like I'd be a whole different person they won't even believe me that's so funny it's true what they say about teachers being wild that's all I'm gonna say (laughs) (laughs) Uh, mine was I was in Miami this past weekend visiting my brother and his girlfriend and some of our other friends who live there and on one day we rented you can like rent a boat and somebody else will drive it 
Mm-hmm. And they take you out to the sandbar and everyone's playing music and there's all these other boats and drunk people. And if that's not hot girl shit, I don't know what it is. <laughs> it really sounds like it. You started your hot girl summer early. I It was so fun. Nice. I've been reading Haley's book that she's going to come out with Queen of Demons and that has some definitely spicy scenes in there. I've also been beta reading for Molly's Dark Desires. So they have a, there's a lot going on there too. A lot of desk scenes. <laughs> oh, makes me want to get an office job, but. <laughs> I would not be a good secretary, but you know. <laughs> secretary, you're good. Yeah, a secretary. There we go. <laughs> new line of work a new profession yeah Yeah, there you go just give up the nursing career (laughs) yeah but that's I don't know I don't do anything fun I did have oh I was telling Haley this so I had this boy who I used to talk to in high school and I swear to you I have never had a man talk to me as guys do in a book like everything he was saying I was like you've had to have like read a romance novel or Haley was like did he find your like TikTok because the stuff he was saying the first thing he said to me was like I have some new kinks do you know what they are and he was talking about like CNC and knife kinks and I was like who even are you (laughs) like saying this to me like someone I actually know and I was like I think I'm dreaming right now (laughs) I was like uh go to him go right now I know he's like I'll fly you out and I was like well I wasn't so awkward (laughs) I would go (laughs) that is so fun yeah it was like I felt like I was reading a book (laughs) brilliant brilliant Haley I'm visiting my family so we didn't really do anything exciting I don't know I went shopping with my grandmother today so that was (laughs) that was my excitement from the week has your grandma read your books no no she does buy them on her kindle to be supportive and she has a heart attack about every time she sees the cover because they're all covered in tattoos but she buys the books and then she gets recommended more like filthy biker books (laughs) she's very exclusive to like murder mysteries and like that kind of stuff so yeah, that's really fun. My other grandma does read my books and recommends it to like everybody. So oh. just like different sides of my family. Absolutely. That's so sweet I love, though. I love yeah. that her biggest concern was the tattoos. Yeah, the first time she saw it, saw it she was like, oh my God, why with the tattoos? <laughs> I, was, I was telling Macy this, I was showing her guys on Instagram and she was having a heart attack with all of them because they're all just fully tatted heart attack just every time <laughs> it's just great like Haley and I go searching deep in Instagram for like the most tattooed men we can find <laughs> yeah we try to like come up with ways to get their attention <laughs> like we basically have an itinerary to visit like every country imaginable because there's just so many hot tattooed men <laughs> it's insane it's crazy I don't know where they come from I've never seen like that level of attractiveness in real life. I've like, seen it once. I've seen it really? once. And it was 
wild and he was covered in tattoos. That's like, it was where like, where do these guys come from? Like, where are they? Because I will move there. <laughs> I met him at my local bar. I don't know what to tell y'all, but it was, it was a lucky night. We were just talking about this. <laughs> my whole philosophy is that you have to go to like a super upscale martini bar and that's where you can find the billionaires. And then you have to go yes. to a tattoo shop if you want like the hot tattooed men. I don't know what tattoo shop, but <laughs> there's some theory there. I like it. Yeah. And then you end up at a biker bar at the end of the night. That's yeah, we have that's to be you go bar. home with. <laughs> We're still searching for the mafia hangout, but you yeah. know. <laughs> 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 MC clubs. Does everybody say yeah. MC clubs when it's like redundant? I was wondering why you were saying it like that because I'm like I'm pretty sure MC stands for motorcycle club although this is my first I don't know why you kept saying club afterwards yeah I was unsure right I also just say MC (laughs) okay so I'm glad we determined that that was just (laughs) my little quirk yeah (laughs) motorcycle clubs also known (laughs) as MC romances are as implied romances around motorcycle clubs and people and bikers usually they're like dark romance pretty gritty just kind of by the nature of motorcycle clubs are you know on that not super legal like being in a motorcycle club is legal but then a lot of their activities their extracurriculars not super legal and yeah Haley since you're like the resident expert do you have anything to add on motorcycle romances um no I think you covered it right pretty much summarized every motorcycle club book I've read (laughs) yeah I have a question as someone who just read their first one is this whole like once they pick one girl to like grow old with and like be their old lady is that like a consistent theme in all MC novels or MC Um... behavior Yeah, so usually in other MC books, I would say there's like groupies or like club whores a lot of times. I didn't want to call the women in my books that, so I chose not to. But usually it's like they're trying to pine after one of the guys to become an old lady. It's like a very coveted position within the club. So you'll basically be at like your husband's rank within the women. So you'll be respected by everyone else. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's Tilly Cole's. 80s hangman series has like a glossary in the beginning of like mc terms oh. if you feel like going back and <laughs> um the royal bastards mc series has that too okay. which, which is by misty walker but there's a bunch of different authors who write in the same series just in different cities but misty walker's is by far my favorite i love her <laughs> She is like so personable and nice and I love that she shares like her author journey and like wins really transparently. Yeah. Um, she's great. But yeah, books. We read books. We did. Um, Let's talk about them. Okay. So, I will start. I read Time to Fly by Serenity Fox. And as per my usual reading style, this was not a dark romance, which I appreciated. It was about Maggie and Jasper. So Maggie is the daughter of 
I was about to say a church sermon. I don't even know where my words are today. The daughter of a pastor. So essentially a church sermon, really. So she's the daughter of a pastor in a really small town. She has a best friend named Rosemary. And Rosemary's father is like the co-pastor. So Rosemary is a goody two-shoes. Maggie, less so. She's been like saving money underneath her mattress. And she's trying to buy a car to get out of town and never come back. She's 19. Like if she wants to wear a thong, she has to like hide it in her bedroom and then like wash it at her work like at the end of the day like she can't have that it's like the devil's clothes so that's Maggie and then Jasper is part of a motorcycle club that happens to be located or it's like home base is in the next town over so all Maggie knows about this motorcycle club is that they're the devil and they bring trouble with them and they're in the next town over and like her parents are very upset about it and the whole church community which essentially runs the dry town is also very upset about it so one day maggie is at work she works at a diner with rosemary and she's at work and she's like literally cleaning like the same spot on the glass for the last 30 minutes because i live in a podunk little town where nothing happens and then the motorcycle like rev of the engine like I don't know, hits her and she like comes out of her state and the whole, like the restaurant or the diner's doors open and this entire motorcycle club comes in like 15, 20 people. And instantly, yeah. And instantly her eyes lock on Jasper with his like whiskey color eyes and instantly Jasper's eyes lock on her. It's an insta love in case we haven't gotten this yet. It's very much an insta love. So they vibe, she takes their orders, but like Rosemary, her best friend, who's also working with her, is just like grumbling under her breath the entire time. And Maggie's like, get like get out of here. Like these guys smell like freedom. Not that I'm about to like go home with any of them, but like these guys just like look like freedom to me and that's all I want. And you're just being an extra uppity person, like please go away. So their their friendship already on the rocks, which is important, I promise. At the end of the shift or at the end of the guy, the gentleman club leaving, there's a hundred dollar tip on the table and a note saying like, Hey, party at this place, be there at eight. And Maggie is like, I need to go there. And Rosemary's like, absolutely not. Like, I will not cover for you. I have covered for you enough. No way. So Maggie's thinking that there's no way that she's going to this party because without her friend, Rosemary, how the heck is she going to get there? She doesn't even have a car. Surprise, surprise, Rosemary decides that she wants to go or in the very least see why Maggie is so attracted to this group of people. So they go to the party, they split up very quickly. And before we know it, Maggie is outside, like basically just being like finger fucked by Jasper and having the time of her life. And Rosemary's like inside, but he was, she was like with Jasper's best friend. So it was like a best friend kind of split up situation. And before they're like, they're literally about to do like the actual deed. And Rosemary is like yelling around the corner, like Maggie, it is time to go. We need to get out of here. And Maggie is like, ah, fudge. Like, I do need to go. Like, she's my ride. And Jasper's like, no, I'll give you a ride later. And I'm like, no, Maggie's like, no, like she's my cover. We need to go. So they drive home together after Maggie very much does not get any D and like that's it between Maggie and Jasper that's it but now Rosemary and Maggie like Rosemary is so mad that she just like drops 
Maggie off at her house and is like, I'm so upset with you. I can't even see you for the rest of the night. Like, goodbye. Like, you left me. You abandoned me. And Maggie is like, yeah, like, I guess I wasn't a very good friend. Like, I need to apologize for that. And she tries to, but like, Rosemary never lets her. Not good communication on that front. (laughs) So Maggie goes inside of her house. It's like midnight. So she's trying to like sneak upstairs. But her father, the pastor, who she literally calls like Pastor Wallace. Like, it's not even dad. It's just like Pastor Wallace. I don't like that at all. No. (laughs) There are so many creepy church vibes going on that it gives me the heebie-jeebies as I read this. (laughs) so pastor wallace is like coming to the study so she goes into the study and he's oh, sitting there I don't, I don't like wherever this is going <laughs> this part's fine let me precursor this part's fine but just like makes her sit down and she's like i was feeling unwell so i came home and had to like bs her way through that when in reality she just realizes that she left her panties with jasper and now she's like in this awkward position anyways not great next day is work she and Rosemary always work the same shifts and she's like goes to work with the intention of like I'm gonna apologize to Rosemary like I was a semi-shitty friend like I shouldn't have left her where she felt I'm so uncomfortable even though I was so drawn to Jasper and Jasper was so drawn to me might I add that at this point it's a dual POV and the author does a really good job with that so it like it's almost like it rewinds a few minutes or like half a day each time that one of them picks up the dialogue so you can get some situations like certain scenarios from both people's perspective and I really love that because there's nothing I hate worse than like wanting to hear the perspective from someone else's opinion but it's like the other person's turn anyways I digress Rosemary goes up to Maggie and is like I can no longer be your friend and watch you live your sinner life and Maggie is gutted like she was like you were the only person in this town who like at least appreciated me for who I was as a human being compared to like a churchgoer or a pastor's daughter she's like feels like her heart has been like ripped out of her chest she immediately goes home and even without saving up enough money she takes what she has she packs a duffel bag and she leaves and as she's hiking down the highway like going to the bus station who was there Jasper on a solo ride bringing the undies around No, they were probably in his pocket. He was a classy guy. So they have a great little, like, I don't know. They have like half a day where they go up the coast. And then Maggie is like, okay, this has been amazing. They had sex. It was real nice. But like, I need to go to the bus station and get out of here. Cause like, someone's going to come looking for me. And he's like, yeah, you're right. Like, that's true. You are under your father's thumb, under the church's thumb, therefore under the town's thumb. So she goes they like start heading back and he gets pulled over by a cop and it's like this asshole cop with like wandering hands who Maggie has never liked more creepy vibes all around yeah I'm looking at Summer's face you guys right now Mm. Macy too like we're just not this is not the vibe so he threatens Jasper and is like Maggie be like a good little girl and like come sit in my truck with me you know just like so freaking I just was so disgusted reading that she tries to resist but then the cop corrupt cop comes and literally puts a gun to Jasper's head and like cocks the barrel so she's like I have no choice like am I in love with this guy no but I really appreciate him and he sees me for who I am so like I just I can't morally deal with this like I'll just go home and I'll figure out a time to escape later so she goes home 
And there's like a scene where she's very thankful for being like in the back of the car versus the front of the car with like the cage. So like just freaking slimy people, you guys. She needs to get out of this town. I'm feeling all the vibes. She needs to get out. She is a caged bird. She needs to fly. Oh, she goes home. This whole like reunion happens and she wants nothing to do with it. But all of a sudden her parents announce like, you're going to go up to the coven tomorrow. No, that's not the right word. The convent. Is yeah, it convent? Yeah. Okay. So they're like, you're going to go up to the convent tomorrow. And I was like, I'm 19. You can't do that. And they're like, we just got a doctor's note saying that you're unsafe for yourself and you can't, you can't make decisions on your own. So Maggie is now like, okay, I'm ready to go jump off a cliff. If I don't escape, she literally says that she's like, if I don't escape within the next 24 hours, like my life is over truly and surely like my, any light in my life is gone. So somehow between the time of like that terrible night, oh, where also all of her clothes get burned. Fortunately, her money was in her bra, but like all of her like sinners clothes get burned from the like duffel bag. It was very ominous and like once again, Pastor Wallace was involved. Not great. None of it. I just, oh, heebie-jeebies were calling this. Okay, <laughs> let's focus on the love story. So she goes to church and it's like the last church before she goes to the covenant, con- convent. <laughs> convent. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking about like a harem or something. Every single time I say covenant, like I don't, this is the wrong, I'm mixing universes. Yeah, like mixing like coven and the covenant which is like covenant is the god thing and then a coven is like the witch thing so so basically nothing i'm saying is correct but the the other the one that you you say the second time is right (laughs) okay so they announced that she's gonna go into the convent at church and little do we know but jasper has just received a phone call like an hour earlier being like you need to come save her right now it's your last chance so jasper drops everything gets on his bike and is like ready to leave and he's like hey where's the methodist church or whatever it is and they're like what the fuck are you doing and he's like i need to go save my girl and they're like you just met her yesterday like two days ago and that's when like the leader of the mc is like are you trying to make her your old lady and that's when i was like a little confused which is why i asked you Haley, like what's up and jasper sits there for a minute and he's like trying to come up with an appropriate response and he's like if she'll have me after I walked away from her when the like the cop took the gun to my head, then like, yeah, I will make her my old lady as long as she'll have me. And I'm like, you know what? Good for you. Good answer. Because you really don't know what the future holds. So they go and they save her, which is the great story here. So the entire motorcycle gang goes up, like surrounds her at the church, scares every single churchgoer. And might I add, the night before, Maggie was abused by her father, like slapped across the face, like you can still see the bruise. So Maggie is like out there, like spitting mad now that she sees Jasper has come to save her. And like Jasper has like put himself between Maggie and her father. So she's like yelling about the lies, but then her father is all of a sudden like turning it into a sermon. It's some BS. So Maggie and Jasper leave, but the rest of the motorcycle gang stay. And basically just convince the church that they no longer need to be involved in anyone else's affairs but their own, which is great. Three cheers for that. Stay to your lane, people. And it kind of just basically like skips to an epilogue of, oh, we're now in Florida. We've been working on something down here. We're in between two different drug cartels. And 
every night I come home and there she is. She's so sweet. She like helps me clean the blood off of my stuff. And And we like take fingerprints off of guns every day. And she's just like such a good sport. And Maggie is like, I love this guy. And that's it. That's all we got. It was a short book. I pretty much retold it probably too long, but like that was it. But I still enjoyed it and I hate Insta Loves and I wanted there to be a story for the best friend, Jasper. And I really think that there is. And I think it's going to be with Rosemary, the best friend of Maggie. But when I looked it up, there was nothing. So I'm a little disappointed. Well, so I, I, think, to- I think that's Serenity's first published book. So there probably just isn't anything yet because it's it hasn't been published yet. But there's probably coming. I'm optimistic. As someone who doesn't like insta-loves and was immediately annoyed, I my <laughs> tune changed very quickly. Anyway, so that's my summary for you guys. Overall, I rated it a 7 out of 10, which is high for me. And I rated the spice level a 2 out of 5. Like, they really just had basic sex. But I mean, like, good for you. Whatever floats your boat. But just, like, in terms of spice, it wasn't super there. And then my top quote is this was one of the things that annoyed me I'll be honest like two seconds after meeting Maggie like at the diner he already had a nickname for her and I was like slow your roll like this has got to be an insta love thing but also can we like get some consent like if you're going to start calling someone by a different name like and it's not just honey bunches anyways so I'll just I'll read this it's a tender moment it's very emotional that's the background I'm going to give you Maggie is speaking. I have one more question. What's that, Magpie? Why do you call me that? <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I just made such a face. I couldn't. I couldn't keep a straight face. Okay, let me try again. Let Did me try she even say her name's Maggie? No, I think. Uh, yeah, she does introduce herself as Maggie. So okay. there's that versus Magdalene, which is her like true name. Oh, but still, okay, so. What's Wait, I that? thought this was your favorite quote. I, <laughs> shoot, I, I just, uh, okay. This, let me restart. Okay, this is, this is Jasper explaining why he calls her magpie. That's how I should have started this. So Maggie's asking and his answer is, the smile is back across his face and the darkness from his eyes disappears. It's kind of dumb. One, Maggie sounds like magpie to me. Two, I'm sorry, sorry. I can't, I can't, guys, I'm trying so hard. Okay, when does Maggie and magpie ever just, when are those ever the same in your brain? I just, it's kind of only one letter difference. So. It is, it is. And I get that. I just don't know why it bothers me so much. Also, like, Michigan and Chicago, in my head, are, like, the same words, because there's, like, they share a lot of letters, so I get him. (laughs) Exposing myself. (laughs) Sorry, do I need to be worried about you? I'm, like, trying to spell both in my head to figure out how you... (laughs) I know, I'm, like, matching letters, and I'm, like, M and N, kind of similar, you know, Michigan, Chicago. There's some there's... There's not even an N in Chicago. (laughs) I don't get where any of that is. I don't know where I was going. I don't know where Summer's going. I also thought that Macy was Mahoney and there's not even an N anywhere in there. 
Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. <laughs> Could I just continue to call you Mahoney? <laughs> yes. That's my new name from now on. Mahoney only. I'm changing my TikTok handle. Summer, did you forget that we went to school with people whose last name was Mahoney? <laughs> okay. I thought maybe that was like mentally where your brain went. Who's a Mahoney? There was three of them. Three Is there brothers. Pete Mahoney? There was, I think it was maybe a Patrick, but there was a okay yeah yeah we're good we're good okay I'm gonna restart my whole favorite quote so guys just give me okay I'm back I'm back into it so for my favorite quote of the book it's when Jasper is all of a sudden explaining to Maggie as to why he gave her a nickname that is magpie he goes like this the smile is back across his face and the darkness from his eyes disappears it's kind of dumb One, Maggie sounds like magpie to me. Two, when I first saw you, I was reminded of a caged bird. You're so full of this energy, of this happiness, but I can see how badly you want to fly and I want to witness as you do. And I think, yeah, that's really sweet. And that was, that's kind of been like their connection from the beginning, which I probably should have mentioned at the beginning of my recap was like, he could see in her how badly he too wanted to leave his hometown and how they both have like very similar tendencies in that regard. Like he could see the wild in her eyes and he wanted to make sure that she was free. Like she had the right to be. So that was like a really nice all encompassing moment for me to read that. So once again, seven out of 10 for overall, and then two out of five for spice. So that was my book for this week my first MC romance. I was, I was not mad about it. Kelsey just did like a long ass recap. You can do it much shorter. I don't even know where that came from. <laughs> I, feel like I, I felt like I read the book. It was good. Yeah. I was I'm very invested dead. in it. I, but I was very invested in it. Like also the quote with the magpie thing I know if someone called me magpie I'd be like I'm out I don't care about anything else like we're done I feel like my biggest issue and maybe this is like really just a personal problem like when I was in fifth grade I ran for class president and everyone had cute things like how they like rhymed their name to like get votes the only closest thing I could go with was Kelsey is like calcium and that was my freaking tagline, <laughs> which might I add was also my church camp name for like three years running. I couldn't think of anything better. That's just what it was for years. And I like proudly took on the Kelsey means calcium. Your school will grow stronger. And I'm probably just traumatized from my own incident because I brought that on myself. <laughs> That's a personal problem that you guys are all aware of now. <laughs> I was I was nominated for a homecoming court in college and people like will make little like campaign graphics for your like Facebook banner and stuff. Mine was they were like some of these like iconic like PR photos of the new school president who was like kind of always looked like he was like crying and I've photoshopped my head as a baby on, <laughs> on <laughs> and it was like born to be queen or something oh anywho <laughs> uh, magpie 
Magpie, Kelsey, I'm born to be queen. We all have a moment in our lives. <laughs> My summary is not going to be nearly as interesting as yours, but I'll still try. I've been reading, I've actually read the second book almost all the way through too, but I started Nyx, which is the Dark and Dirty Sinners MC by Serena Ackroyd. Basically, the first book starts off with Nyx, who's an enforcer for the Sinners MC, and he kills like pedophiles. So when he was younger, his sister was like molested by his uncle. I think. And then she committed suicide. So he like goes and kills other pedophiles. So like the whole MC goes along with him to kill like all these people. And then this girl, Julia shows up and she's one of the brother's daughters, but like, she's been living with her mom, but her mom just died. So now she's like back at the clubhouse and they like meet and they obviously don't get along at first. And Nyx is like very into like the club whores. They call them sweet butts, which, okay. Not sure how I felt about that one. But, so he's like very into the sweet butts and he like tries to make Julia mad the whole time. So he'll like, I, I don't know how vulgar we can be on this, but he has the sweet butts like suck him off in front of her to like try and make her mad. And then yeah, like ask her what color lipstick his dick is wearing. Just like tries <laughs> to make her mad at the beginning. Wait, and I, then, gotta, I gotta back up for a second. Sweet butts, <laughs> like sweet ass. Like, yes, like sweet butts. That's what they call the club whores. Okay. I just wanted to make sure because I also heard like buds and I was like, this isn't yeah, no, like butts, like B-U-T-T-S. Okay. They're like very vulgar on how they refer to women. Like everyone is a bitch or a cunt. And it's just like, like even their girlfriends. So take that as you will. Um, yeah. <laughs> so this whole time he's like trying to make her jealous and she starts cooking for the MC to like earn her place there. That's what she volunteers to do to be able to like stay there because she doesn't get along with her dad. And so they like go back and forth and they're like constantly like verbally sparring with each other which is obviously turning into like a love interest and then they start talking or whatever and she works at this bar they just opened to launder their money and a guy comes in and like tries to rape her and so she kills the rapist and then <laughs> Nix and her like bond over that and end up together and then she becomes his old lady so like basically in this MC in order to be someone's old lady you have to get like a property of tattoo so she goes <laughs> yeah she goes and gets a property of Nix on her and he tattoos her name like on his neck I think and that like makes it so they're claimed and they can be protected by the MC, like if anything happens. So that book basically ends with like them getting together. And then they're like trying to. So the guy that raped Julia, sorry, I know this is all over the place, but no, I'm tracking. Of... I'm tracking. I'm tracking. <laughs> okay. So Julia, the guy who tried to rape her, also had kidnapped women. And he's like holding them captive somewhere, but Julia killed him. So they have no idea where these women are. So it like ends with them trying to find these girls that are somewhere like being tort, 
like tortured, but they were left and now he's dead. So that's like how that one ends. It just, yeah. it just ends like that. Yeah. I mean, like it wasn't a cliffhanger, so to say, but yeah, they definitely have not found the women at the end of the first book. And there's no, I, I had to start reading the next one because I was like, you can't just like tell me there's missing women and then not tell me where they're at. Oh, thank God that there was a second one. I was real concerned. Oh, it's like a whole, I think there's like 10 or something books. The next one is like the road, I don't know, road captain, I think. But it starts off with them finding where the girls are, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And there's Yeah, I mean, it was good. There's definitely some smut in there. He has his dick like completely pierced. Like he has a Jacob's Ladder and I think another one. So that was interesting. I mean, he's like fully tattooed, neck tattoo, and then dick pierced. (laughs) So the Jacob's Ladder, that's the one that's like through. Someone someone can also just jump in here. Okay, it's Jacob's Ladder. This is, oh God. Okay, it's like on the shaft of the penis and it like goes sideways, like through it. So like a ladder, like if you were climbing a ladder up their dick, like that's the pure (laughs) I mean, I would love to climb up and down some dicks as ladders. Like I'm into that now that you just described it like that. Well, and he like, (laughs) he apparently has like this huge dick. So he uses his Jacob's ladder as like, so he knows when he's in a girl where he like has to stop. So he doesn't hurt them. Like his last piercing is like the max of where he fits. It's like a ruler. I am like a ruler. Yes. It is a permanent ruler. A permanent ruler. Whoa. Yeah. It's a lot. What's the piercing when it's like through like the hole? Like Abracadabra. I don't know how you pronounce it. I think it starts with an A. Abracadabra is really what I was getting from you right there. Something like that. I mean, there's like a whole list. You can pierce that thing pretty much anywhere. Yeah, there's like seven or 11 different times. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. It really is. Once you start looking, because like, <laughs> you know, they'll say the name and you're like, okay, where is that? So you go and look on Google. Like, yeah, it gets it's a little wild. Don't mind me as I open up like a private browser to <laughs> right now. It's just research, you know? I mean, really, though, that's all it is. Yeah. So I don't know. They also like, I I just found like some things a little weird, like all the guys of the MC are like having sex with the sweet butts on like stairs or in the kitchen, in the like bar room. So like when Julia comes, she just walks around and like people are having sex right next to her and like the guys aren't even paying attention to it. So that was like, what is, how does her dad feel about like that? I feel like her dad's like a total jackass. So his road name is dog so if you can make the connection because he's like a dirty dog so he like cheated on her mom with the sweet butts the entire time they were together and her yeah so her and her dad like don't get together there's a scene where her and nicks are somewhere and the dad goes to hit her and nicks is like not having it so yeah so I guess um, my rating would probably be like, um, 
a seven out of 10. I like the second one a lot better than the first one. And as far as the spice, I would give it a two and a half out of five. It has like nothing like crazy in it. I mean, <laughs> the dick piercing kind of adds to it, but that uh, mentality, wild. the mentality around the dick piercing, I feel also yeah. adds to it. Yes. So yeah, it was pretty good. Like I said, the second one I feel like is a lot better. Do you feel like as someone like me who is new to the MC world, it would be potentially a good series for me to like learn about the logistics of it, for lack of better words? Or do you think uh, there's better options? I feel like you would have to like dark romance a lot and already kind of be with the MC because just how they refer to women and how they treat their women, I think it could be a little off-putting for someone who's never read an MC romance just because not all MC romances like refer to women like that so it might be a little off-putting yeah. but and they don't they explain their roles but not super in-depth I'm sure like as the books go on they do but yeah okay did you have a quote so when I write down quotes, I like only highlight things that are sexual because <laughs> I have to have TikTok content. So give it to uh, us. <laughs> oh, you want me to read <laughs> read you a quote that I highlight? I mean, you could type it in the chat and then I'll read it. I have, I have zero, I have zero I shame. Can, I can read you the part about, you know, where he has the sweet butt <laughs> suck his dick. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. So he literally goes, delightful. I did <laughs> perfect. <laughs> okay. He goes, Oh, I don't know if I can do this without laughing. He says, What color lipstick is my dick wearing? A bright, trashy as fuck pink. I wouldn't know. I told him stonily. I bet you do, he breathed, bridging the gap between us, taking a step closer to me. Tell me, Julia, tell me what color lipstick I'm wearing on my cock. I sneered at him, hot pink. I sniffed. It isn't your color. I'd prefer if I was wearing lip gloss instead. Vaseline, I retorted. I don't do makeup. Oh, well, I like her. Yeah. Oh, she's like totally a spitfire. She does not take any crap. I have like extreme, like, you know, if the motion for a phobia is fear, I have like that, (laughs) but with disgust with like lipstick, lip gloss, Vaseline. So like, I'm like want to throw up (laughs) sorry summer I wasn't thinking about that y'all I couldn't even like put on chapstick in front of summer for I want to say 95% of our friendship really which is fine which is fine because we all have our things I have my things summer respects it so I just was so excited summer I'm sorry because I got caught up in the in the ladder the ladder really intrigued me I know like how do you clean that off your ladder that's a whole nother it just feels so unsanitary, especially if it's no. multiple people with their lipstick, like let and alone the spit. Just they like, have like know. six sweet butts that they all share. Like the whole MC is sharing these six girls. They get tested frequently. Right. I would hope so. How do they pierce it? Like, is it hard or soft? Okay. I was also wondering. I actually know this. You have to pierce it when it's soft. But how does it stay soft? I feel like you're yeah. getting a needle poked through your dick I guess yeah, but, but like when you touch it I don't know I've heard some dudes say when they've gotten their dick pier- um t- 
tattooed that they get hard. And then, okay, so there are some people who like react <laughs> to the pain in that way, <laughs> right? Your response is arousal. That's fine. We all have our kinks. Also, with the vibration of like a tattoo um, one or like a tattoo like gun, that does a lot when it comes to tattooing dicks and like around that area in terms of arousal as well. You sound very professional. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Kelsey's a teacher. <laughs> There's also some incidences where I've also just watched a lot of tattoo shows. So I'm educated with the tattoos. Not that I have a single tattoo on my body. <laughs> Summer's like giving me an eye, like, who are you? No, I just, I don't have any tattoos. I would like them. Anyways, I digress. There are some people who like their kink is tattooing. So like they will, you will ta- be tattooing someone and they'll just like jizz in their pants. Or like girls will just be like literally orgasming on the table. This is a Denim professional, vipers? huh? Denim and vipers. <laughs> I just uh, yeah. So you know, we all got our different things, but this was fun. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed your retelling. It was interesting for sure. <laughs> all right, Haley, you're on deck. Is there going to be any dick ladders with you? No, but there was some mm in this mm. one. It was my first MM, actually. It was Distrust, Hollowed Crows, book one by Jan Wright. I don't know. I hadn't heard of it before Macy said she had, but Mm -hmm. it was, okay. So let me preface this by saying that it's very confusing up front because there's a lot of flashbacks throughout the book. The main girl, her name's Rebecca. She's the daughter of the president of the MC, right? So she's in love with these three guys. And at the time she's a minor, so like they can't touch her. So on her 18th birthday, she decides to go in to like their den, which is the basement and there are crows. So she calls murder, which means that they have to like do whatever she says or whatever. So she decides to hook up with all three of them. I don't know. It's like a whole thing. They didn't really explain the murder thing, you know? Is she a virgin? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so she's a virgin. So she's like asking them to take her virginity. At all the three of them? Yeah, all three of them. Oh, this okay. girl has balls. Yeah. Right? Y'all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could not. <laughs> so she does this and they're like, no, like we shouldn't, we shouldn't. And then the lights go out and one of the guys just like takes his dick out and is like, okay, let's do this. So his name is yeah I think it's like a flashlight like the lights go out so you like they end up, it's like a glow they stick y'all a flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> they end up turning like their phone on to see like what's going on like whose dick she's sucking essentially you know because she doesn't know which one it is um so there's Killian Ezra and Aiden and then Becca is the girl Killian and Ezra are in like a relationship together and then Aiden and Becca like like each other but they're all going to be together so it's like a reverse harem right so this is like the prologue like right into the book like this is how it starts so they like fuck whatever it's actually like pretty steamy it's really good (laughs) it's really good so then chapter one flash for like flashes forward two years to her dad like funeral he's dead and you find out that she was like kidnapped by the mayor of their town 
and they never really explain the beef that the mayor and her dad have. Okay, so (laughs) there's a lot here. So you just kind of like find out that she's kidnapped by the mayor and then you find out that like her three guys, she calls them her crows, that they like hate her because they think that she willingly left to go with him, Mm. but she didn't. And basically the mayor was like threatening her, like, if you don't go along with me, I'm going to kill these guys. So they don't know that. And they, you know, so it's like the entire book is just a misunderstanding. Would you say there's distrust? There's a lot of distrust. (laughs) There's a lot of distrust. (laughs) Why do I feel Um, like that's an inside joke? What did I just miss here? The title. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I just, with my goldfish brain just forgot the title great you're good you're good um yeah so there's like a lot of back and forth there's a little bit of like Aiden okay so Aiden becomes president and he ends up like hooking up with one of the girls named Candace she like comes up later in the story again and he basically has her suck his dick right outside of Becca's door and she like opens the door and just like watches and it's like a whole thing. So that happens. There's a lot of flashbacks. There's a lot of like push and pull if they want to trust her, but they don't. Killian is the enforcer. Can I talk about like a specific scene? Because yeah. it was like, okay, Killian's the enforcer and he goes and he kills this guy one night and he comes back and he's like covered in blood and she's trying to sneak out of the clubhouse to like leave. Like it's like a whole thing. So she's trying to sneak out of the clubhouse and he catches her and like they start like kind of like hate kissing a little bit, you know, and then he goes down on her and whenever he goes down, he sees that she has a scar on her leg. So he like cuts the scar open and then uses her blood as lubricant on his tongue for, yeah, it was crazy. And he's already covered in blood because he just like murdered. Yeah. yeah. So she like, yeah, there's just there a lot a of blood. blood. Yeah, there was a lot of blood. A lot of blood in that one. Yeah. So that happens. Like they get caught. It's like every time these people hook up, they always get caught by somebody else. So Aiden doesn't trust her. The other guys are like starting to trust her. And like nobody in the club knows that Ezra and Killian are a couple essentially you know so Mm -hmm. then this other character randomly comes in her best friend named Angel like halfway maybe not like halfway through the book it's like this book was all over the place so this other guy comes in his name's Angel he's her best friend and he ends up catching Killian and Ezra like fucking can I say fucking yeah you can do it I've cussed 500 times by now okay so he catches them fucking and She's like, you can't tell anyone and is like protecting them. There's like a lot of like flashbacks. So you end up finding out that she's like kept in this like cage that's like cemented, like bolted to the floor, you know? So like she has to like lay flat and there's like a cage on top of her, Okay. you know? So like, Mm -hmm. that's what happens. And she just like, they don't know that that's what she went through for two years, you know? Why does, why does the governor or mayor like release her? Oh, so she ends up getting saved by, they never really explain who she is. It's like some random girl that her dad hired and then the dad gets killed. But like, they don't explain a lot of this stuff. It's like, 
oh, we went and hired this lady and she's really good at like getting people out of situations. It sounds like the author is just like shrouding everything in mystery. Yeah, like that's essentially what she's trying to do. The book ends on a really big cliffhanger. It's actually really confusing because there's like random like memories that she'll just like randomly remember. And it's just, I don't know. It was a lot of push and pull and a lot of it like, I got like halfway through the book and her and Aiden get to this part where they're like about to talk and then they just don't like they both like pull back and I feel like if they would have just talked at that point like everything would have been fine you know like yeah it was very frustrating yeah but when do they all end up together yeah they don't in this book oh we have to wait for the next one I guess the next one doesn't come out for another month so is that supposed to so it's like a reverse harem, but like not, not there Yeah, yet. the only, okay. So there's two group scenes, but there's only one with all three of them. Okay. Well, so they're just like grouping. They've, they've hooked up together, just not like romantically together yet. Yeah. No, okay. there's like none of that, but one night, so she ends up getting kind of drunk one night and she goes and starts hooking up with Ezra and Killian finds them and basically is like, trying to like goad her into competing with him about he's like hey who can make him come first so they both go down on him and like try to like do that you know so then they end up having a threesome and it's like Killian Ezra her you know so it was yeah it was you know good whatever so she (laughs) wakes up the next morning to this like giant bouquet of flowers and this is the only time that she explains this in the book because she kept getting flowers throughout it Apparently when she was with the mayor, he would like send her flowers and she would have to try to keep them alive as long as she could. And when they died, she got punished for it. Yeah, it was like, she explained it at the very end. So she tries to leave, Angel catches her and he like randomly takes her to a tattoo shop. Like she's trying to run away and he just takes her to a tattoo shop. Okay, so the ending, they're walking out of the tattoo shop and they get to his bike and they like she gets like a text message and it says something like I told you so or something like that like ominous and Mm -hmm. then Angel gets shot and dies like just yeah he just gets shot and dies so she's like kneeling next to him and is like freaking out and then Ezra comes up behind her and he's like oh my god Becca what did you do and then she's like like freaking out because she's like covered in blood her friend's dead Ezra's there and then it says Ezra lifts his gun and then I think she lifts the gun and then it's like the gunshots echoed and like that's how the book ends. I'm getting some like serious like Hunger Game creepy flower vibes. You guys ever yeah. watched the Hunger Games? Like that's what I'm getting right now. Just yeah. everyone has a gun all of a sudden and they're like you don't even yeah, know so who's shooting who. Yeah, this book was, was wild. It was really wild. It wasn't that it was like badly written or like bad. It was just, I don't like the miscommunication trope. Mm-hmm. It like, it irks me so bad because I just feel like just, if you just say something, it's over, you know? So what's your overall rating? I would give it like a five out of 10. So like, it was like, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like wonderful. I'm probably going to read the second one. <laughs> 
honestly, just because it's a cliffhanger and I want to know who gets shot. Yeah, I feel like you have to. <laughs> what would you rate the spice? I would do probably like a three and a half or a four for me personally. I don't know. It was my first MM, so that was pretty spicy for me, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, it was good. Otherwise, it was like pretty basic, you know. We have our yeah, traditional, I- we have our traditional sex moves that we're all pretty familiar with. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was my book. <laughs> hey. That was another roller coaster that we've had today, guys. That's two roller coasters. I know. We're I getting feel like places. when series, you just like, they're always a roller coaster and you just have to keep reading them until things start making sense. And you're like, okay, now I get what they were doing here. Yeah. That's a really good way to sum it up. Yeah. It's like a good way to pull readers in. Cause it's like, okay, if you really want to know what's happening, like you have to read the next one. <laughs> okay. So I feel like I have a really good book to talk about. <laughs> Whoa! I read Feeling Calm by Haley. It's the first book in the Salvatore Brotherhood MC series. And they're all interconnected standalone. I did start the second one already, but I haven't finished it. So I'm just going to talk about the first. Y'all, it starts out with a prologue that like literally made me want to cry. Like, <laughs> so the prologue is... So, okay, main characters. There's Addie, who in like high school dated Reed, who is the younger brother of Sebastian, who goes by Bash. And Addie and Sebastian, like, Haley, did they have a thing or did they just like each other or did I miss something or is it going to be explained later? I did like a little novella for like when they were in high school. They had like a kind of thing it was like like very tension I feel like yeah it was like wrong time yeah right person kind of thing yeah Yeah. there was a lot of like they kissed a couple times but it would never like went further than that okay yeah because she was under she was like still in high school and he was like he was being like a mature responsible adult about it Mm -hmm. um but then she ends up dating Reed, even though she, like, really was wanted to be with Bash. Then she ends up getting raped and pushes, like, them all away. And so the book starts in the prologue of her calling Bash because she just killed somebody and needs his help getting rid of the body. And he, like, comes, doesn't ask questions, and it was the guy who ended, who raped her six years ago she like she sees him at a party she felt like compelled to, to trail him to get yeah friends. and he ended up seeing that she was following him so he pulled over and like went to went over to her and was kind of like hit on her basically and was like oh you're following me because like you're into me and he like had he didn't even like recognize her and this was something that was like super traumatic for her obviously and it was just like he doesn't even remember her he tries to hit on her again so she gets into his car and she's been taking self-defense classes and he comes on to her again and starts being like aggressive so she stabs him to death and so she kills him and she calls bash because he's in a motorcycle club and she's like 
you got like I don't know what to do so it was like all around very traumatic and the whole time Bash was just like don't worry like I got you he like takes care of it he takes her home to his place to like get her cleaned up and stuff then they have like this great sex scene where I swear like my like I wanted to cry at the end of the prologue (laughs) the like love that they have in just like the prologue like was what you feel after like a 400 page book about it (laughs) it was very intense and then of course because Addie has like a lot of trauma and isn't ready feels like she isn't ready to be like in a relationship or to be like a normal girlfriend she leaves him and like doesn't call him for another year and then he and they see each other again like a year later and she's like she's like okay I'm ready like I want to do this please tell me he was single at this point he's been single since like high school okay phew I was worried no he, he <laughs> like they are like each other's ride or die and like other people have kind of like come in and out of their lives but it was always like they're they're not you so not gonna work and oh yeah so then there's like this drama with other motorcycle clubs not drama what's it called tension tension like corruption sort of like something is going on and they're trying to figure out what it is because there's kind of like sabotage between them different clubs I feel like I'm doing such a bad job because I'm like I want to get every detail right because you're good you're good obviously not (laughs) you're good oh oh my god okay so she's at a party (laughs) she's like okay (laughs) so finally after a year she's like you know what like i'm still thinking about bash like he's still thinking about me like i'm gonna call him because he said like you know what like call me and like whenever you're ready and like i'll be ready so she invites him to this party and he doesn't show up because he's dealing with this like motorcycle club drama and she ends up starting to feel like really woozy and she's sober because she kind of like went into a downhill spiral after her assault so she's now sober and she starts feeling like really drunk kind of woozy and she realized that she was drugged and junior this like piece of shit like low level drug dealer ends up trying to like assault her again and he drugged her and she also ends up stabbing him (laughs) killing him and then I like her I really like her she had been taking like self-defense class and like boxing classes and like she was like I'm not gonna be a victim again and and then finally Bash shows up and Junior just like you know keeps t- digging himself a bigger hole like saying like oh you know like she came on to me and like all this stuff and obviously Bash is having none of it And he's like, I'm going to be coming back for you. And like, basically you're a dead man walking. But he has to take Addie home because she's like drugged. Um, So going back, he ends up going back and killing Junior and like carving him up and leaving his like signature. And he's known as the Reaper. He's, you know, he's the president of a motorcycle club. He's got his demons. But he ends up, turns out that Junior was actually... A member of the Horsemen's, which is an, a, like a rival MC, and they took this attack on Junior as 
like an attack on their club. So Bash has unintentionally like started a war. Addie starts staying at the compound and all her friends start staying at the compound. They're like officially like, okay, let's do this. Let's be together while they're trying to fight this war. And Addie really wants to like be Bash's like equal and like be his side and not just be like hidden and like kept away and out of danger. So she teaches like all of the women in the MC club to like fight and like they then there's like this whole side side story of her best friend is dating another horseman and she ends up getting like beat to almost to death and like left as a message to the Salvatore brothers and that's kind of like what book two is but anyway, there's there's like all this like motorcycle club drama that's not drama it's like life or death like kidnapping <laughs> and like they like go on stakeouts and anywho the point is <laughs> the point is Addie and Bash are like the most like like soulmate soulmate people <laughs> and it was really good <laughs> thank you <laughs> totally botched it no, um, you're good it's been so long since I read it that you're like refreshing my memory on some stuff I was like oh yeah <laughs> same honestly <laughs> one thing I really liked was that like the smut was very good Bash has a mouth on him and I kept like wanting there to be like another spicy scene I'd be like okay like and motorcycle stuff is happening obviously you can tell from my retelling that i <laughs> did not pay attention to the mc stuff very well <laughs> but i kept being like okay like i hope another spice scene is coming and it did and it always like just hit right so i feel like overall rating like a nine out of ten and then a spice it was kind of like vanilla e but frequent so like i'd say like 3.5 three on the crazy because they didn't finish like they they have oh they do have sex in public once oh, that's they fun. they're being watched yeah like at the clubhouse right like against the brick wall yeah in the stairwell yeah, yeah, yeah when read right. around the corner <laughs> that is spicy i love that can we read more about that because that sounds great and then they really? also have sex like over his motorcycle like on a side dirt road yeah. was it hot was the motorcycle still hot like over the seat okay i don't I think they did anything. just get off of it though right? i did not even think about that <laughs> i it's just thought fine. That that, i mean no no i just thought that that would add like another little extra layer like here we are yeah. like i'm getting banged but i need to make sure that my foot doesn't slip so that way i don't hit the pipes and burn myself like <laughs> it adds another layer like i'm outside <laughs> a little These pain are, with her pleasure it's <laughs> this is what i'm thinking of right now don't mind me melt your skin off a little bit (laughs) spice um i didn't say it had to melt but i mean (laughs) that's like what would happen okay anywho but then they were they didn't know they were being watched but they were that made me so angry that they saw that i was like they they don't deserve that (laughs) oh and then they kidnapped bash yo i'm just laughing at summer's retelling (laughs) i love you sometimes this has not been your best retelling i'm still very into the book though so like you're doing something right you know 
Summer, you literally have to get to Reed's book. I will never shut up about Reed. <laughs> if you think Bash is hot, you have not seen anything yet. <laughs> oh, is, like, takes Haley's face is confirming this. To Dude, I don't even know how Haley came up with this because I was reading it and I was like, I need a moment. <laughs> yes. Those are the best books. Yeah. Where you got to put it down and be like, oh, damn. Yeah. Oh, damn. It's like Does almost a 5,000 the- word chapter of like smut, just straight like threesome smut. Like, it's yes. Nice. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you have to get to that point. Does he end up with Heather? Yeah. Yeah. They're also like end game, you know, they're like soulmates. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cute I already want to reread Bash's book <laughs> like, I don't think Austin. okay my favorite quote okay this is when I think this is still the prologue and she's like I'm sorry I called you after six years and it's with like a dead body you have to dispose of and he says add it didn't matter to me if you called me a year later or 20 years later or 50 years later I'll always answer for you. I'd wait for all of fucking eternity for you. And if that meant searching for you in another lifetime, I'd do it too. <laughs> I mean, we all just like touched our hearts for a second. Bash does it, man. I love Bash. <laughs> Bash really sets the tone for like the rest of them. Their sex in the prologue was like what you get after like the final conflict at the end of like a 400 page book <laughs> yeah it, it was, was like six years of just build up <laughs> that's so good Steph's kiss if there wasn't so much like torture and murder and kidnapping and stuff Kelsey I feel like you would like it that's fair y'all There's I watched that. I watched like one trailer for like a not even that scary movie and I'll just like stay up at night thinking about it I'm like very vulnerable when it comes to these kinds of things is I think the nicest way to put it which disappoints me because so much of the best smut is in books like yours Haley and I just I just want the smut you know but like also I love a good character arc and then I'm sucked into your book but then I can't sleep for five nights and I have nightmares for three years and that's just my that's my personal life story as to why I don't read dark romance I feel like killing calm too is like the most mild because I feel like each interaction after there it like gets worse like Dakota's story is yeah. horrible and it is very dark so if you don't like dark like she goes through the ringer same with Heather Again. yeah Heather's is Heather's I was really nervous about because it deals with like abortion and suicide and like really heavy topics so I was really nervous about it but the feedback I've gotten has been pretty positive so far so I, I cried guy. so hard. Like, yeah, I was, I cried writing it. Part of it. <laughs> I was like messaging Haley. I was like, dang you. I am sitting <laughs> here like not well. <laughs> yeah, it was. Does Dakota go through it, go through it again in the second book? Or is it like remembering past stuff? A little of both. Well, she goes through it again, but she still is kind of like dealing with her past trauma. There's, it's like a whole thing mm-hmm. when you get through it. I don't want to spoil it for you. Cause Kelsey Dakota is the one who gets like 
beat into a pulp and like left yeah. on the MC's like doorstep. Yeah, her ex-boyfriend is like very abusive. Yeah, he's terrible. We had a list of questions that were supposed mm-hmm. to be fun questions. Kelsey has <laughs> yes, you go, Kelsey. Take take over. I'm I'm devolving. <laughs> so what is the wildest sex scene that you have ever read in a book? Or like maybe not the wildest, but like maybe just like high up there. One where you were like, whoa, what is happening? This is good, but also like holy moly. I have one. Oh, hit us. Okay. So like my first real encounter besides 50 shades of gray was corrupt by Penelope Douglas and the steam room scene with Michael, Erica and Kai. I still think about it to this day because I was just like, what? Like, I don't think I had ever read about like a threesome or anything like that till that point. And I was like, oh my God. I think that started like my obsession. <laughs> yeah, that, that was that a was really it. good thing. Yeah, I like thought about that forever. I still do. If you like don't like dark romance, just skip to that scene. Like, I feel like everyone has to read like just that part. Even if you know nothing about the story, just go straight there and read that part and you'll understand what I'm talking about. I have a new secret, not so secret love, and it is reverse harems. So this sounds like it's right up my alley in terms of the smut of it. You probably, since you don't like dark romance, would definitely not like the book itself. But that scene, I feel like everyone can appreciate. Okay, okay, noted. I'll put that scene on my TBR list. (laughs) (laughs) My One of my favorite series is the Madison Kate series by Tate James. And there's this one, it's a reverse harem. And there's this one scene, it's a group scene. And it's basically double vaginal penetration scene yeah that was like the craziest one I think I've read it's like if I'm remembering correctly because it's been a while since I've read it she's like kind of like tied to the ceiling and he like two dicks in her badge like (laughs) that's insane (laughs) that's what that's what I'm thinking right now I'm like how would that like do they both go in at the same time or just like one go in and then the other goes in? One's already in and the other guy kind of like comes up behind her and you think he's going in another place and he doesn't. He goes in where the other guy is. Huh. That that series also has a Jacob's Ladder. We well, love it. Explains it all. It's the craziest, <laughs> craziest scene I've read, I think. Yeah, sounds crazy. Unlocked with this Jacob, Jacob apparently <laughs> apparently I also so I was out with some friends the other night and we were talking about sex toys because what else do you do with friends but talk about sex toys and we were talking about how there's this like strap on for a guy and this was like a close friend who's a male who's used this but it's like it's just like a it's a double dick like you know it's like your dick but then you wear a strap on and then you have two dicks and then it's double the fun. And that's what that was also just making me think of. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. Either. Very much a thing. And then there's a vibrator involved too for the guy, which then goes to the girl. Cause it's like a strong vibrator. 
So like you really have just all the sex toys, but like in one full package. Quite like need to do some research. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds very overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, that is is stimulation. Definitely not for beginners. (laughs) That's why I I can't stop thinking about your Macy yearbook where like they it was your book, right? Where she walked in as a virgin and was just like three sometime. Like oh, as no, a that virgin. Was mine. That was Haley. Oh, it was yours, Haley. I just still, I'm. I yeah. Can't. Yeah. Yeah. No. It was pretty intense. Like just read, just read the opening part. Like you don't have to read the rest of it because it does get kind of dark. But like that scene is, <laughs> the spice is really good in that book. I'm into it. <laughs> I'm into it. Kelsey, you're just gonna have like a whole bunch of smut scenes only to read. Yeah. <laughs> which I'm not mad about y'all. like I'm really not <laughs> if I want a good plot line I can read a variety of other books you know there you go <laughs> yeah. Summer do you have your hottest sex scene or one that comes to mind wildest wildest for sure would be Den of Vipers and I feel like I've actually talked about it on the podcast before but the knife in the butt like that's a classic you know yeah it's a classic okay like, <laughs> can we rephrase that <laughs> it's a go-to it's a it's a go-to crazy example when people are like what's dark romance and i'm like this is psycho um <laughs> like dark romance is knives in the butt <laughs> yeah (laughs) actively getting stabbed at the same time yeah okay so what happens kelsey after this guy tortures another guy in front of her the guy who had been previously like chained to the ceiling so then the romantic guy (laughs) romance it's alive and well (laughs) and they're like banging and he's like slicing her and stuff like there's a lot of like knife and blood play and then he puts the handle of a knife in her rectum can we say anus <laughs> oh my asshole after everything that's been said she's like <laughs> like now is the time to be proper <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. So he puts in the knife handle in her butthole. <laughs> and then he starts, he starts like, having sex with her, like P and V, but from behind. So every time he thrusts into her, he stabs himself in the stomach with the dagger. And then they like finish, and he's like, okay, like I'm about to pass out. Um, like stitch me up so I don't lose a a bunch of blood and die he sends a picture to the guys remember no I don't does he oh he's in her butt right yeah (laughs) I thought it was gonna be in his stomach that he just by choice stabbed no (laughs) he also like fucks her with a gun later on yeah he gets fucked with a water bottle you know I'm not as yeah, with which one? Rider. Yeah. yeah. It's a pretty intense plot. The, like, plot sucked. <laughs> Main character sucked. The yeah. sex scene's just wild. I don't mind the gun. I don't necessarily mind the water bottle. It just seems like it'd be, like, really crinkly, honestly. 
like after everything it felt a little like like a knockoff knife you know what I mean right like a little lackluster yeah like I don't I don't know why I pictured like a Voss water bottle like the like I don't know why I pictured that when I was reading it we, but I did too so maybe they do mention something about it being maybe. like a glass like nice water bottle or something so it's not just like the crystal geyser that I'm picturing in my mind right now <laughs> I wouldn't hold up that would just like <laughs> that's why I was like the creases I was like the crinkly you know like when you smash a water bottle that's all I could imagine and it did not feel very sexy to me <laughs> the knife feels way hotter was it loaded don't tell me was but tell the knife me loaded no, was the gun yeah, loaded? Oh, of course it was. Of course it was. Good. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Kelsey, do you have another question? Yeah, let me let me pull us onto a different track. That was so fun. You guys always unlock new like potential kinks for me, and I just love that. <laughs> okay, so we hit wildest sex drink. Swept. Yep. We just hit wildest sex scene how about a trope that you thought you would hate but you kind of love i'll start i feel like that's like the tiktok video like they like ask a question they're like i'll go first okay so let me go first (laughs) one that summer just introduced to me recently is stalking and i thought that i would be like very much not into it i'm like very curious and like so much so that after we had that episode where we talked about it i was like what if someone's stalking me right now? Wouldn't be very interesting, but like, what if they were? What if there's going to be like some nice smut that's going to arrive at my door right now? Guess I should put on some deodorant. I'm not, but I like to live in this fantasy world of mine. So I'm going to go with stalking. Seems interesting to me right now. Also, I run around naked in my apartment with all the windows open running laps running laps guys when I have all this energy no but like straight up like some of my blinds don't close as it is and I just they're unfixable so like all of my neighbors if they so choose to look into my windows they will see me naked like full on and that's just they're very lucky because I'm a beautiful human being like I don't know it's fine I've just gotten used to it at this point so if someone wants to stalk me they could periodically see me walking around you know like eating a bagel naked and that would be (laughs) maybe a thing for them maybe not I don't know but I'm gonna shut myself up now does anyone else have a trope that they'd like to share (laughs) well you know what they say about naked neighbors is everybody has a naked neighbor and if you think you don't have a naked neighbor you're the naked neighbor which is why I've just embraced it because I've heard that too and I'm like oh no it's just me (laughs) like I just know it's me (laughs) I could put out a flyer. Y'all, I am the naked neighbor. (laughs) Pick a number. I think mine will be short, but second chance romances, I always thought were kind of like stupid and I never would want to read them because anytime in like my real life, I feel like if somebody had a shitty relationship that ended, I would be like, don't give them a second chance. You know what I mean? So I feel like Mm -hmm. I would just be wanting to like, I'd be like, annoyed with the main character or whatever for giving the guy a second chance but it kind of turned out that the third book that I just finished writing is a second chance romance and it's like a fake dating trope which I I have talked about how I think it's really stupid so 
I don't know how that happened. Maybe because I love fake dating. <laughs> Not so much the second chances, but I love the fake dating tropes. It's one of my faves. I think the fake dating, it like obviously I did not sit down and be like, this is what the book is going to be. It's like the characters did it themselves. I didn't think I was going to like like high school bully just because I'm 26. So I was like, high school was so long ago and it's just weird to think about. But most high school romances you read are, they're all 18 and it's like an academy. So if you just like trick your brain into thinking they're at college, like it's fine. I could never. I just, I've read some like really good ones and you just kind of ignore like the academy private school thing makes it seem more college-y than like public high school. Summer, we read one, Little Mouse. Yeah. 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 I read the Havoc series or the Havoc Boy series. It's a reverse harem and they're in high school and it's kind of bully, but kind I don't know, not really kind of a little bit. (laughs) And they're like in a public school, but they're also like the leaders of this gang. So it doesn't feel like they're in high school. Yeah, I feel like as long as it doesn't feel like too high school, I don't mind it. Yeah, I don't. don't as long as they're not like freshmen in high school. Yeah, like as long as everyone's like an adult, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Same. <laughs> <I feel> like <laughs> you're like, no way. No, I just can't. Like it mentions high school and I'm like, I'm going to shut the book right now because <laughs> I have to look at high schoolers every single day. Yeah, okay. I could see that. So for me. And some of them are 19, right? Like I live in an area where sometimes you miss some grades and you, et cetera. Like, I just, I can't, Mm -mm. nope. Okay, but that's a personal problem, obviously. (laughs) So the books that I have read that take place in high school, I actually did like, except for the one I read recently, but they were like, you guys are saying, like very obviously in high school, like it was like their first kiss and like first intimate experience. And I was like, oh. Yeah, no. How many books do you think are on your TBR list right now? Oh my god. Like how many how many do you think you'll actually read on that TBR list? Maybe I should ask it like that. Probably like a very small percent of them. Like I my phone is full of screenshots from TikTok and that's pretty much my TBR and sometimes if I don't know what to read, I'll just like go through them and pick a random one. I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, I don't have a better answer. That's okay. Maybe this is a personal question. Maybe I should just ask myself it. Because Summer and Macy, you guys are giving me the same look. Yeah. I don't <laughs> I mean, yeah. The TBR because I know it's pointless and I'm never going to read something from it. I'm going to read whatever is the last TikTok I watched. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely like screenshot and stuff too, but then I get so wrapped up in like arcs and betas and that I never get around to reading like anything else. Do you have a, I feel like you're so like organized and planned that you definitely have a TBR and like <laughs> play it out when you're going to read them yeah. all. Low key, but like in a loose sense, like Elizabeth Stevens, I know there's some new Zivari books coming out and I'm very excited about those. So like that's on the mental list. I actually bought a physical hard copy of a book that I was like, well, now I have to read it because I bought the physical version of it. It's the Seven Wives of Something Hugo. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, which actually my librarian at the school who like works at the school with me recommended. And I was like, oh, this is apparently supposed to be minorly spicy. Like I need to get your recommendation on this. So I just have a couple. 
but I also read whatever book Summer gives me to read every single week because you're the best to me, Summer. So thank you for that. So my TBR list is relatively low. We got to end on a better one than that. Who is your current fictional crush? I need to know. I have like a running harem list. (laughs) Oh, hit us with it. I'm ready for it. I mean, obviously there's Reed. I talk about him all the time. Dean, wait till you guys read about him. He's up there too. Jax from Molly's Dark Desires. Michael Christ and the Four Horsemen from the Devil's Night series. Always up there. I don't know. I just keep Henry Wolf. If you've ever read Wolf Hotels. I just have like so many. I can't pick. You know what? This is going to give you a very good general character for when you find someone fantastic one day. That's the way I like to think about it. Very unrealistic criteria. Haley and I talk about that all the time. I'm like, I'm never going to find a man. <laughs> First date that's questions. Why like, that's why the, what's, what is it? Like when we come up with schemes to get their attention. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's what we're doing. Trying to find the perfect man for her. <laughs> we'll like find someone we think relatively is good and then we'll like go farther in the videos and we're like, okay, <laughs> nope, we can't. This thing doesn't meet the criteria. So yeah, never mind. <laughs> that happens, I feel like all the time with like I'll find somebody's video and I'll want to be like, oh my god, this is like this character. But then I watch a few more of their videos and I'm like, you suck. Like you're kind of a <laughs> yeah. dick. Like <laughs> back to the madison kate series <laughs> i really like one of the guys max Steele. he's like my ultimate book boyfriend forever ultimate and if i had to pick my own character i would pick axel so or kiwi but his book's oh, not out yet <laughs> it sounds like you have it like nailed down you're like this is who i want and i appreciate that there's a type definitely <laughs> I think the ones that have, like, recently stayed with me is Bash and Cage from Ruthless, Brutal Creatures. One that book. You sound um, very unsure about the title. I, I am. Like, frankly, I am. It was, like, two podcast episodes ago, so we could, we could look back. Yeah. Brutal Creatures. Ruthless Creatures ruthless creatures we're gonna go with that cage (laughs) oh also so random that this is just popping my head but i totally thought Haley, that somebody's name was gonna be calm and i was wondering when we're gonna meet and then like they kept talking about like their like the feeling of killing calm and i was like so we're not killing (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's that's really funny and then for my own characters i think Jonas is just like really cemented in my soul but the guy I'm currently writing for the Ukraine anthology I think he's gonna be good he's gonna be good it's like Viking Kelsey Mm, Jamie from Outlander top stop yeah okay I don't know why I didn't say him either I just need to bring him. That's like my forever book boyfriend right there. Slash husband. <laughs> just book husband, please. Um, book boyfriend, though. We were reading some uh, reverse harems a couple weeks ago. And there was this one that I read that just had the cheesiest title that was something like, like, knocked up with the nanny. 
I don't know. It was like not great, but the smut in it and some of the like males in it who I honestly can't even remember their names because I read too many ha- reverse harems literally like three days in a row. So I was introduced to like 10 different guys in that time period. So I'm sorry, I just can't remember their name, but I can picture him and he's the one that I pick. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> Don't know the book title. Don't know the character's name. <laughs> Let me help you out. I don't know the character's name, but it was Nanny for the Neighbors by Lily Gold. (laughs) Thank you you for that. I'm honestly thinking about it deeper and I'm like, it might have not have been the nanny book. It might have been the one before that. Triple Duty Bodyguard. These names. I know. I know. I know. You do. But yeah, no, it was Triple Duty Bodyguard. And it was the Scottish guy in Triple Duty Bodyguard. Hmm. So apparently I just have a thing for Scottish men, Jamie and this guy. <laughs> That's been well established. Yeah, that has been. <laughs> okay. Well, at this point, I think we need to wrap up. Haley, tell us where we could find you on social media. What's your handle? It's Haley Tyler, the writer. So it's pretty easy. Kind of rhymes a little bit. A little and bit cringe. Your but... upcoming releases. I have a Mafia standalone coming out May 3rd. And then my fourth book in the Salvatore Brotherhood series comes out June 1st. Awesome. <laughs> Macy, where could we find you? Apparently at Mahomey. Mah- <laughs> 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 no, same though, uh, Twitter and Instagram with the MH Honey Reads. Or Mahoney. I might change it. Twitter or TikTok? Oh, sorry. TikTok. I don't have a Twitter. (laughs) A long day. That time of night, y'all. That time of night. (laughs) Summer, where can I find you? Dying. Summer O'Toole everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Just yes. Okay. Let me jump in. My name is Kelsey, in case we haven't all met me, met, and I can be found at Best Friend Kelsey on TikTok, although I will admit I'm a troll. I was thinking about posting my first ever video, which I'll talk to Summer about, and she's probably just going to nix it, so I'll probably just continue to be a troll. But I enjoy looking at all your guys' stuff and commenting. I'm an aggressive commenter, but only positive things, so you never have to worry about anything negative, because I just don't have that in my body. It's true. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us on this super fun episode. Yeah. For having us. Yeah, thank you. This was so fun. So many <laughs> giggles. I'm like, I've cried like three times. <laughs> You've really been all over the place on this. Yeah. I'm kind Which, of scattered. <laughs> it makes it the best, though. It really does. I love those episodes. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you in the next. Toodles! Toodles! Bye! Bye! I'm gonna do a one, two, three, and then you, both Macy and Haley, you guys say hi, okay? Okay. Right. Okay. One, two, three. Hi! Oh, hi. fuck! God <laughs> <laughs> We're like, we don't know what to say. Are they going to prompt us? <laughs> As you can see, it's a very organized and professional. <laughs>
situation over here. It's a it's an organized clusterfuck. Yeah. <laughs> There's one series that I was like, oh, I'm gonna talk about this one, but it's like very niche. It's like very daddy kink, like heavy and daddy stuff. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. So I didn't. <laughs> There's only ever been one person in my entire life who I would be willing to call daddy. And it was going to like, just slip out of me. Like I'm like anti-daddy, <laughs> but it was going to slip out of me. But I bring this up because it was the tattoo guide who I met at the bar, who I like had a little thing with. Anyway, so it really needs to just be the right person is my thought yeah, on that. Some just give the vibe. They do. Know. Please save me from the magpie section. <laughs> I don't even know oh. why anyone would think of that. Like. I just can't. I also, get it. Chicago I get it. and Michigan. What are you doing, <laughs> Summer? <laughs> I will not let you live it down. As your best friend, I cannot. Sorry. You tried so hard to make the connection to you. You're like, there's an N. <laughs> Wait, there's no N. <laughs> <laughs> My dyslexic ass can't even pull that together. <laughs> I just can't. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Since when do I give 30 minute long retellings for a 30 minute book? <laughs> you should have shut me up. <laughs> <laughs>